What's up everybody? Dan, Binder Boneyard coming at you. It is Sunday morning, so you guys are enjoying a wonderful Monday. Hopefully your Monday is not as terrible as most Mondays go. Uh, hopefully you're not having a case of the Mondays. I am at the office desk, parts hole, eBay shipping counter, bathroom break room, dog kennel, uh, like always. Looking out the window, beautiful blue sky, looking at Smith Rock State Park. Um, yeah, it's just a nice, nice view out of the out of the office today. So uh, burning this out. Uh, Brad is still on vacation, so he's in a different time zone. So I got to get these done so that he can bang them out so that you guys can enjoy them on the scheduled times. Uh, I know I missed a few a couple weeks ago. So I'm trying to make sure that doesn't happen anymore. <clears throat> so uh, flying by the seat oh my pants today. I did not make any notes. I did not take any time to uh, prepare because sometimes that's not the best way to do it. So again, I want to say thank you. Like always, uh, try to let you guys know just how appreciative I am of all the support, all the likes and shares and the mentions I see on Facebook and uh, you guys, I see stories like Mark, I saw your Instagram story and you were listening to the podcast while you were driving and I was like, what the hell? Who is that nasally drone? And then I realized it was me that uh, Mark was listening to. So uh, yeah, you know, stuff like that just blows my mind uh, every time I meet somebody on the street or out and about, you know, meeting Jimmy at the show the other day. He was like, hey, I follow you on Instagram. And it just, it's still, I don't know. I'm like reverse starstruck. Like, I can't wrap my head around the fact that people are uh, happy to meet me <laughs> and, you know, all the all the support and, and nice things that everybody says. So I I, um, I'm just so grateful, so, so happy that I can provide somewhat of a service to you guys, uh, some, you know, tech support or advice or whatever, uh, and, and you guys get some value from it. Cause yeah, I mean, these things are free. I'm not charging, you know, maybe someday I'll have a advertising budget and I'll have, you know, people paying me for advertiser spots. So you'll have to listen to that at some point, but, uh, for right now. This is all out of pocket, uh, other than the Patreon support that I get. Uh, you know, I'm, you guys are great with that. The donations and everything are just uh, super helpful. They really do. Um, they mean a lot. So thank you again for that. Uh, every just everything, the the reviews, the shares, all of it. It all helps, guys. So again, super grateful. Uh, I don't anybody don't want anybody to ever think that I'm not grateful uh because i am this is i'm i'm quote unquote living the dream and i couldn't do this without uh you guys without the support and everything else so uh again super appreciative um calendar nothing on it uh i'm hauling a travel all back from portland uh on tuesday the lovely josie is riding along with me so there's probably going to be some shenanigans and photos on the Instagram, probably the stories 
More than likely. The story, I've getting uh, really used to dumping a lot of stuff on the Instagram story. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are so inclined, uh, check that out. Um, it's a lot of behind the scenes and shenanigans. Like yesterday I was ranting about Kanye West and people trying to uh, get me to sponsor their shit. Uh, so, anyway... It's a good a good place to see some kind of behind the scenes stuff because, like I always say, you know the the shops that just show you super polished, finished images of uh, their products, and there's no behind the scenes, and there's no work, and there's no nothing. It's kind of hard to kind of hard to get behind um, those kinds of things, like because even big you know big time guys like Icon and stuff, they show some behind the scenes stuff, you know, their chassis is bare frames. They show, you know, suspension getting done, wiring, things like that. They show you that they're, you know, they're doing the work too. So every time I see these, these quote unquote restoration shops that only show painted finished pictures, uh, you kind of wonder a little bit, but anyway, uh, other than that for calendar, it is the birthday cruise, March 16th through the 19th. Uh, 2019 Southern California Route 66 Bakersfield to wherever join in join along it'd be a good time so uh, so today one of the topics I want to cover I was probably going to be a rambling half hour because I'm going to be all over the place because like I said I have no notes um, welding <laughs> specifically welding uh, wire feed uh, I'm skilled in, in all of the disciplines, but, uh, you know, wire feed is what gets done the, the most around here. Uh, MIG welding, as some people refer to it. Uh, I like to just call it wire feed just because um, when I'm in the shop and I'm yelling at the guys to go do something, I just, it's easier to say wire and, you know, not TIG or whatever. But uh, so sheet metal, I like to duplicate spot welds so when i lay in all of my panels like floor pans and and uh, you know the quarter panel pinch welds and all that i see some of these trucks come in from other restoration shops and they have their edge welded um which i mean i guess it'll hold uh, i'm not a fan of that style i prefer because i've already gone through and drilled out all the spot welds of the original panel and pulled it out uh, cause I try to take them out, you know, I mean, yeah, floor pans, I'll cut out the squares in between the braces on a scout too. Uh, so there's just strips of material left. And then I go back through and cut out the spot welds with a drill bit, like I talked about in the past. Um, and then, then I can peel the old metal out, go through and then lay the new metal in drill holes for new spot welds and uh, welded in that way. I prefer the the welded spot version over the edge weld just because I don't think it tears out as easy. The edge welding to brackets I've seen, uh, and floor braces and stuff, I've seen them tear along the weld bead. Whereas when it's spots like it is, it takes a lot more to, to break out that circle of a weld. Uh, so that's how I like to do that. The other thing I like to do, because you're really just spot welding, I like to run the welder hotter than I normally would. Uh, that's 
kind of um, some guys get scared about that because they're like, oh, I'm going to burn through or it's going to just make more holes. Well, when you're spotting, because I mean, literally when I when I'm zapping in my spot welds, I'm I'm hitting the trigger for one and a half seconds, just enough to fill that hole uh, or the edge of one hole. Sometimes a spot will take two or three trigger pulls to fill the the size of the spot. Uh, and I'm using, all right, I'll back up. My unit that I'm currently using um, is a like a Millermatic 250 from about 1978. Uh, so it's an old, old machine. That thing is a tank. It is reliable as taxes and death. It is unstoppable. I have beat the shit out of it for mm, six years now because I bought it when I still was working at other jobs, maybe seven years. And it's just a horse. The thing just, you can't hurt it. I, you know, at least not what I'm doing. I've done some industrial jobs. I've welded out trailer frames and big jobs too with it. I built my gooseneck with it uh, and the thing just powers. But anyways, so Millermatic 250, uh, I run 030 wire. I know a lot of guys like the 023 or 025 uh, for sheet metal work. Uh, and then 035 for regular general steel work. So because I go back and forth between the two disciplines so much, I like to run 030 and kind of just adjust my puddle and adjust the, the power and, and feed that way. Uh, so, and again, that's something that comes with experience. So I'll say that too. If you've never picked up a welder or the last time that you ran a wire feed was 15 years ago in high school shop class, I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend you find a buddy that has one and go over to his place or her place and melt metal. Just get your feelings back, get the get the settings figured out, get a feel for it, get used to getting burned, get used to wearing safety glasses, get used to flipping a hood, all that stuff. Get Practice it up. Don't just go out and buy a Harbor Freight uh, 110 flux core unit and then expect to start welding in panels like it's no big deal because it will bite you in the butt, I promise. So get some skills back get your get your sea legs back under you before you start a project like this second thing is uh you know if you own your own welder if you are semi-skilled uh get some scrap material in the thicknesses of the floor pans and of the of the parent material and kind of duplicate some spot welds and and burn them in lay them in see how your unit reacts but what i do what i was getting at before is i run hot I run stuff um, hotter than I would normally uh, just because it's spotting, because it's just one second, then it cools one second or one and a half second in between my zaps. The, the material has a, a little bit of time to cool down. Um, and you will, you'll see, I mean, you'll, you'll get the, not burn through, but you'll see it bubble out the other side of the material um, when you're laying in those spots, I like to go good and hot, uh, just because I don't want any cold, any chance of, uh, you know, cold welds and, and them having a pop after, you know, uh, 
20 minutes of driving or something. So everything gets burned in hotter than normal. So you guys with your auto set machines, um, I don't know. I'm not super familiar with those. So I don't know if you can kind of uh, cheat them out a little bit, dummy them up so that, you know, you can burn hotter than normal. Uh, but try try to get those settings figured out uh, because that's that's just uh, it's what I like to do. I've seen too many cold welds, too many cold spot welds pop um, or just not stick at all. And you think they did. You filled the puddle, you made a hole, but it didn't stick to the base material. Uh, all of our panel work, whenever there's a sandwich panel or overlapping anything, there's always 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 a layer of weldable primer in there never put two raw panels together ever even the the factory not factory the uh replacement panels from lightline that we sell quarter panels and floor pans and stuff those are galvanized or galvanil i believe they call the material um so it already has a layer of protection on it uh, and that's great but i don't care i put another layer weldable primer uh, there's different brands eastwood sells some stuff uh, we just use this shit from napa uh, the zinc gray zinc primer it's super soft uh, it's not it's not meant to it doesn't adhere like regular paint does so uh, it's not that kind of coating but um, when i apply it to the materials let it dry for couple hours and then when I lay the material together I try not to shift it back and forth and make scratches and scratch the primer off um, sometimes you can't help it when you're fitting them fitting them in but a lot of times I just go out of my way to make sure that it's not uh, scratched off uh, that and one thing to keep in mind about zinc primer uh, when you weld it it produces a terrible terrible fume uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a white snow looking just terrible. Like, do not breathe it. Wear a respirator. I mean, bare minimum paper dust mask. Uh, but, yeah, do not breathe the white snow. Uh, it creates a terrible... It does something to your brain. So, uh, you don't want that. Uh, so... Um, you know, again, respirator, something, or I know guys that do it outside that helps you know, a little breezy, but if it's, if you're using a fan or something, you don't want to blow away your shielding gas out of your welder, uh, unless you're using flux core, then whatever. But I don't recommend flux core to anybody. Um, just because it's not, it's not great for doing panel work. Um, so weld through primer, we got hotness, uh, make sure your material is touching, you know, clamps, weights. I have a big like school bus brake drum that I use to weight the panel down and make sure that uh, all of my surfaces are touching. Uh, you don't want gaps in your panels because that's just some place that dirt and moisture is going to get through and create problems down the road. Uh, you know, uh, once the panels are, are welded in, then we do a full... Uh, seam seal around every edge, every seam, uh, uh, top and bottom, just to make sure that it helps keep 
any any other bits out of there. And you know, it's still not 100% perfect, but uh, I think it'll last a hell of a, a lot longer than the factory stuff did that had no <laughs> primer on it, just panels stuck together. So, um, but yeah, as far as the welding panels go, uh, you know, more spots is better than less spots. Go hot. Make sure you got material between them, you know, some sort of weldable primer. Um, make sure your fit is good. Quadruple check your fit when you do like two or three spots around the panel. Then double check it. Check especially quarter panels and end caps on Scout 2s. Really make sure that shit is square and in line. Your door gaps are right. The dimensions, distances, um, you know. Make sure everything's where it's supposed to be. There's some d dimensions that people don't think about, like from the A pillar to the end cap. You want it to be what you know what it was when you took it apart, and it can change uh, if if stuff's not 100% square and right because the top won't fit right. You'll know right away <laughs> when you go to put the top on, and you'll have a gap at the back or a gap at the windshield frame or lays down on the gutter wrong or on the bed rails wrong then something happens so um when you're welding this stuff in quadruple check your dimensions check your fit a lot of those dimensions are found you can find them online there's chassis drawings and body drawings of scouts on google and whatnot so really really do your homework on that stuff and i know everybody has different processes and different uh, ideas on doing this stuff i know some guy on i saw fucking facebook was trying to glue all the panels together with like body panel adhesive um i don't know if there's enough surface area on the panels where they touch to the to the main body and, and the floor supports and stuff for that to work it might maybe i mean who knows i just don't know longevity wise if it's rusts starts rusting around the piece if it'll pull out or not I, I don't know i don't know enough about that stuff uh, i probably should learn but for now all i know is how i do it and it seems to be working uh nothing's fallen apart yet um and nothing's rusted out yet but again some of my restorations are only four or five years old now so there's there's that uh and again like i said you guys that have been doing it a while and you're kind of rolling your eyes at this new guy material well there's a lot of new people getting into scouts so there's a lot of information out there that people don't know so just trying to do give you know my advice and the way i do things and it's like i'm saying it's not necessarily my way or the highway there's other ways to do it but this is how i do it so you know, and then as far as heavier welding, like chassis work, uh, you guys doing shackle reversals and uh, or custom springs, stuff like that. If you're doing that kind of work, I can figure you already know what you're doing with a welder. Uh, although there are some guys out there I've seen lately, even some professional shops, and I'm using that term very loosely, that have some terrible welding skills and i wouldn't be showing them off on the internet but yet these people are very proud of their work and i wouldn't be <laughs> you know it's uh not something that 
I would be proud of, you know, big, big slugs, trail looking welds and just grossness. Uh, and then they're proud of them. And that's not right. That's if you're, if they're proud of the work that they're doing, then that they don't know what good work looks like, uh, or they're delusional. Um, there's a great, there's a great saying. I think it was, uh, I can't remember who, if all the people I want to see, maybe it was, uh, like Matthew McConaughey or something. And it was like, uh, how's it go? If someone corrects you and you feel offended, then you have an ego problem. That's it. And that's very true. These guys, I see them, they'll post up pictures of their terrible welds. And then somebody will be like, oh, um, are you sure that's going to stick? And they get all pissed off and, you know, go out of their way to, to make a stink about it. And, um, that's not the right way to go about it. Uh, cause I know, uh, you know, I was a professional welder for years. Uh, that was my job for years. I ran everything from, you know, 023 hardwire to 065 dual shield, uh, or no, 052, 052 dual shield. Um, I ran a feeder that had a, a fucking 55 gallon drum of wire in it. And, uh, I burned that all day long. I was burning 30, 40 pounds of wire a day, dual shield, uh, on this heavy equipment. So I've gone, uh, you know, I can go across the board on, on stuff I've done. So, uh, I kind of know a little bit about what I'm looking at. Um, cause yeah, I know that this is, um, a scout hobby, an international hobby, and it's automotive based. But my background is in so many varied things that I, I have a unique, a unique outlook on a lot of stuff. Cause it's hard to find guys that were professional welders, fabricators that now do this sort of stuff. Most of the time you meet these guys and they were body shop guys and, uh, and paint guys. And that's it. Cause you don't see engine builders building scouts very often because the international engines are we're not that great for horsepower. So, you know, it's a, it's a unique, uh, industry to be in. It's a unique field of work for me. And I, I have skill set that sets me apart from a lot of other people. Anyway, that's how I feel about welding, sticking panels together. Uh, you know, some of it's pretty elementary, but some of you guys don't know this stuff. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully, uh, you guys that are you know, about to start a project or, or want to start a project and are afraid to can, uh, can, you know, maybe take some of this advice, practice it at buddies, get some material, learn how stuff works, and then start on your project. Uh, it, it also helps if you have the patch panels first, because then it keeps you from cutting too much material. Uh, the 800 that we finished up a couple weeks ago came in with no floor pans in it and the previous owner had cut them all out in preparation for new floor pans only to find out that he cut out way more material than he needed to because the pans, the, the pans didn't cover all that. So I had to put in the new pans from the light line and then fabricate more material around it. Um, to make it all work the right way. And, uh, you know, it made so much more work. And if the guy had just not cut out all that stuff, if he'd had panels to begin with, then, uh, it, it wouldn't have, uh, it probably wouldn't have cut so much. So if you guys are going to embark on a project like that, um, 
just uh, you know be mindful of the the panel shape before you start cutting stuff out. And I know it's it's really easy to get excited and you're just like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna make this work. I'm gonna tear into it and you get all excited. Remember on Scout 2s, there's wiring and fuel lines that run under the floor on the passenger side. So that's a good thing. Make sure you crawl under there and make sure there's nothing in the way first before you start cutting with your number two tip on your torch or whatever. Uh, we use a plasma cutter to cut out a lot of the panel stuff uh, and then uh, cut off wheels on the die grinders, uh, air, air powered die grinders or cut off wheels on the the four and a half inch grinder. So uh, I know you get excited and you want to just hack shit out and looks like you're making progress. Get the panels first and then see what you need to cut out. I know that again, that sounds elementary, but you'd be amazed, fucking amazed at how many people go in balls deep without having the parts they need first. And and it's because it's, it's free and you're almost free. It doesn't cost you anything to cut the shit out but then you've got $500 in panels to put it all back together. So of course, you're gonna do the free stuff first and then and then spend the money later. But I recommend you not do that, <laughs> buy the parts first. And if, God forbid, you don't work on the project and you have to sell it or get rid of it, you've got parts to include with it that add value to the rig in the sale end of it. So it's kind of a, you know, it makes no sense to not have the parts first. Uh, so that was my suggestion. Hopefully that was worth something to you. Um, the, you know, if anybody has any questions or concerns or wants me to talk about something else, please email me binder boneyard podcast at Gmail. That's a good place to reach me for questions. And again, social media binder boneyard on, uh, Instagram, YouTube channel, Binder Boneyard, Facebook, uh, all that. So um, I have recently joined Snapchat. I do not know how it fucking works. I'm not sure why it's even a thing. Uh, I only did it because Josie suggested I do it. So I may or may not make use of it. We'll see. But uh, yeah, (laughs) maybe I'll start snapping here pretty soon and I'll have fucking cat ears and flowers around my head i don't know it's fucking weird but anyway thanks again guys hopefully you got some value from this and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing you guys on the trail talk to you soon